السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam O oh Allah, we beseech Thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala, that in today's lesson we continue with Surah Furqan, chapter number 25 and verse number 68. In our previous lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala highlighted the qualities of Ibadur Rahman, the true servants of Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala. As human beings, we all are servants and slaves of Almighty Allah. But here Almighty Allah is speaking about the true slaves who have devoted, dedicated their life to Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala. When we look in this world today, there are seven billion people plus. One billion are Muslim, that also we really stretching the figure. It should be actually a half of that. But nevertheless, just to round it off, we say one billion are Muslim, six billion are non-Muslim. So from that one billion, how many are Ibadur Rahman? Obviously, the percentage would be very, very small, 10%, 20%, maximum 25%. Because we need to have all these qualities here, which Almighty Allah has possessed, and very few of us will qualify for that. Therefore, in this month of Ramadan, we need to enhance our great, great qualities, which Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions in the Noble Quran. وَإِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هُونَا the true servants who are the servants of Rahman, the most gracious, are those who walk on this earth with humility. Humility does not mean that we wear patched clothes only, or we walk and drag our feet, and we look like some hippie or something. Nay, humility means that Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke about what is pride. Al-ashya'u tu'rafu bi-azdadiya. Things are recognized by the opposite. Patrul haq. People are not prepared to accept the truth. You tell them this is haram, they'll tell you this Mawlana, that Mufti said this. All that means nothing in Islam. That is the sign of our arrogance and pride. And the people telling you, you consider them inferior and consider yourself superior. So these are the two signs, that of pride. So when we eradicate that, then we accept the truth whenever we are wrong. And second, whoever tells us, we never consider ourselves superior to them. 
So once we have these qualities and remember that that person has humility, man tawada Allah the hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, whosoever brings this humility, Almighty Allah will elevate him. Waman takabbara, and whosoever is proud and arrogant, Wada Allah, Almighty Allah will crush him. So therefore we need to understand it's in our own interest. وَإِذَا خَاتَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا And when the jahil people address them, then they say salam. Meaning that when the, when the non-Muslim or the Muslim but the jahil ignorant want to debate with them and so forth, then rather make salam. Because the person is not prepared to listen to the truth. The person has a hidden agenda, has an ulterior motive. And therefore, people like that, like today's majority, 90% Muslim, they sit on the internet, on Google, and think that they can become scholars of Islam. You waste your time with that. You'll never become a scholar. What you will do is you go astray and you lead others astray. The next quality of the true believers, They spend their nights for the love of Almighty Allah, sujada, in their sujood and sajda, prostrating waqiyama and standing in tahajjud salat. Hiyadabu salihin, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, it is the quality of the true believers. And that is mentioned in Mishka Sharif. Not only in Ramadan, every day that person reads Tahajjud Salat. If we even know the basics of Arabic, we will understand the jewel of Tafsir. Wafa means to be loyal. Jafa means to be disloyal. So this person is sleeping, comfort zone, nice cold winter's night with his spouse, body heat, everything. Two, three, four o'clock, that person wakes up. He's showing his loyalty to Allah, the Wafa, and he's showing his Jafa to his bed, to his comfort zone. Therefore, Tahajjud Salat is so loved by Almighty Allah. وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا صَرِفَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمْ And then they are begging Almighty Allah, O Allah, divert away from us the punishment of Jahannam. We want entry straight into Jannat in Jannatul Firdaus. إِنَّ عَذَابَ كَانَ غَرَامًا Remember that this punishment is lazim, is stuck to that person. And it is there forever eternal for that person. And what a horrible, terrible place and residence it is. And a place to stand in and remain in. The Ibadur Rahman, the true servants are those when they spend. They don't spend wildly and go on some, you know, spending spree. People go to casinos, people get involved in drugs, girlfriend, boyfriend, and all that are haram activities. Such people become the brothers of shaitan. Those people who squander their wealth, they are the brothers of shaitan. وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا And they are not miserly and stingy, they don't pay their zakat, they don't look after their wives and children. وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا And they are those people who are 
in between. In between meaning not be stingy and not people who go and just waste and squander their wealth. So these are the qualities. Now we continue with the other qualities in today's lesson. Surah 25, Surah Furqan, verse number 68. وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٌ And there are those people who don't call with all Allah other deities, other gods, small g. Remember, this is shirk. لَا يَدْعُونَ to call, to worship. So today you see how much kufr and shirk is going on. In this ummah we find, remember that non-Muslim is non-Muslim, but you will see the Muslims going to the graves and worshipping the graves and asking the person buried there, sometime a wali, sometime a sahabi, sometime a nabi, give me health, give me wealth, give me children. This is kufr and shirk. It is no place in Islam. We ask Almighty Allah Jalla Wala directly, Iyaka na'abudu, only you do we ask of Allah, wa iyaka nasta'een, only you do we seek assistance from. Yes, wasila ijaiz. Wasila means, Ya Allah, through the barakah, wasila of Mustafa, Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, accept my dua. So that is fine. But to ask the person buried directly, so that is what the ummah involved today. Go to Iran, go to Iraq, go to all these places and you will see that more people are by the graves than in a masjid salat time. Astaghfirullah. وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ And they do not kill any person, any person whose life Almighty Allah made sacred. حَرَّمَ Haram means impermissible. Haram means sacred. So yeah, Harama, Almighty Allah made their life sacred. You cannot kill that person, even a non-Muslim. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, people who kill the Mu'ahad. Mu'ahad are people who are living in a Muslim country. They are paying their jizya, their tax and so forth. And a Muslim goes and kill him. Lam yarah al jannah. He will not even get the fragrance of jannah. So imagine that's a non-Muslim. What about Muslim? So, وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا That person goes to Jahannam for very, very long time. Allah's wrath, Allah's curses on him. حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ Except with justification. A person becomes a murtad, Allah forbid, he was born a Muslim, embraced Islam, and then he became an apostate, turned against Islam, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Man you kill him, capital punishment. Or, for example, the person committed adultery, so capital punishment. So we have instances where death penalty will apply, and we don't have to apologize for that. You take America till today, in certain states, they have the death penalty. But you will see the Muslim countries, they frighten for the West and the criticism, and therefore so many of them, they don't apply it. In Islam, make two, three people, samples and examples, and you will find the whole country will be safe. You look at South Africa. It's become a banana republic because the laws are in favor of the criminals. And the people who want to follow the rules, remember, they have become the one, the victims. And do not commit fornication, adultery. 
Islam promotes and advocates a pure and a chaste society. Western societies, Western democracies, and secular states, remember, promote promiscuity. Take Islam. Islam says boy and girl, they're not married, they eloped, they're 20, 25 years old, whatever, and now they committed the crime of fornication. Take them in public, lash them, whip them, hundred lashes. Today, which country will allow this in public? People will jump and say it is barbaric, it's against human rights, and so forth. Islam says, make two, three people, samples and example, and you solve the problem. The non-Muslim says, give everybody condom and you'll solve the problem. You can see more and more haramis are being born. More and more haram children are being born. Bees are being born. Illegitimate are being born. You're not solving the problem. You are causing more harm. And you are letting the condition deteriorate from bad to worst. So Islam says, Wallah has known when a person is married, the male or female, and they commit this crime is adultery, the death penalty applies. Islam says when a youngster cannot control his lust and desires and passion, then he must fast. For inna somalahu vijah, that fasting will break his desires. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif. So Islam has given different, different laws. Islam has opened all the laws, all the avenues for nikah. Get married as soon as possible. And Islam has closed all the doors for zina, fornication, adultery. Because Islam promotes a pure and a chaste society. Western democracies say, nay, freedom of speech, freedom of interpretation. The parents don't even know where the daughter is, how many people are sleeping with her. The son, how many girlfriends he's sleeping with? When they come back, they got AIDS. They got sexually transmitted disease. Look at South Africa. Look at other countries. So you must remember. Look at Swaziland. So remember the pandemic of AIDS out of proportion. Because your laws are such. They promote prostitution. They promote abortion. They promote all this haram, gay brigade and so forth. وَمَنْ يَفْعَلْ ذَلِكْ Whosoever does this, any one of these crimes, either committing kufr and shirk, blasphemy and polytheism, or either premeditated murder, or that person commits zina, fornication, adultery, gay brigade also you can include in there. So يَلْقَ أَثَامَا He will meet his sins. Meaning that he will see his sons on the day of justice. And if they're living in a true Islamic state, remember the person will face the music, as they say, face the punishment here in this world. Remember, but we don't have that Islamic state. We have Muslim countries. Some Muslim countries have certain laws, but no country has all the laws which Islam are teaching. So he'll meet his vices and sins. Remember, we say the punishment must suit the crime. So this is what Islam teaches us. So the punishment will be multiplied for him. Why the punishment will be multiplied? Because he committed several crimes. One is kufr and shirk. One is murder. One is fornication, adultery. So there are multiple crimes committed and he has to pay. The justice system will punish him for each one of these crimes. 
Yomal Qiyamati on the day of justice. Why is Qiyamat called Qiyamat? Because the people will wake up and stand up from their graves. Qiyam, Qiyam means to stand. وَيَخَلُدُ فِيهِ مُحَانَا And the people will remain there forever in that, remember, disgrace and humiliation. So in that punishment, he, the he refers to Azab, the punishment, chastisement. Yahalud to stay forever. Forever means a long, long period. So if that person is a Muslim, he died with Iman, then remember he stays in the Jahannam, in disgrace for a very, very long period, except if Allah forgives him. So Muhana, the disgrace and humiliation. Then all Allah mentions the exception, the exemption. Illa, except the person, Mantaba Omitoba. What is Toba? Toba is minimum five conditions. A Toba to an Nadama, number one, the person has to repent. Must show of source and regret. Must show remorse, number one. Number two, the sins we are involved in, now Ramadan drawing to an end, we all know the sins we are involved in, and we left some of them during Ramadan, but already the mind is contemplating after Eid, after Ramadan, this is what I will do. So that is not Toba. Toba is to detach and cut ourselves off immediately from those vices, from the alcohol, the casino, boyfriend, girlfriend, drugs, all riba, interest, fornication, gay brigade, all these type of things. Illamant and second condition. Third condition, fulfill the rights of all, Allah. All the salat that are outstanding, all the zakat, all the fast. So after Ramadan, we have to start keeping qada. And remember the fourth one, the rights of human being and creation, fulfill. How many people are owing debts and loans and so forth? Number five, to nasuha. Turn to Almighty Allah with such a toba. Nasuha, we don't go back to those evil. So that is a sign of toba and maqbula. That toba is accepted. If we go back to our vices post-Ramadan, so the toba we made is toba ekaziba. It is a fake toba. It's not a genuine toba. You know, today they speak of fake news. So that is fake. Illa mantaba wa amana. And he has iman. The iman is increasing. Wa amila amalan saliha. And the person does good deeds, righteous actions and deeds. فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيَّعَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ So those are the people that all Matthew Allah, Jalla wa Allah changes their vices into good deeds. It doesn't mean the zina becomes a good deed, the fornication becomes a good deed. It means that when this person makes sincere tawbah, then the vices are expunged. They are removed from the book of deeds. So only the good deeds remain. The person who perpetrated these crimes then made sincere tawbah and all might Allah forgive him. Then it's like a person who did not commit this crime. But these are the five conditions, remorse, divorcing, detaching ourselves from these vices and sins, fulfilling the rights of creator, fulfilling the rights of creation, and not going back to them. 
Toba, my dear brothers, sisters, listeners of CRI, is compulsory al-al-fawr. Which means that we cannot procrastinate and delay. We have to make tawbah immediately. Because death is hovering above our head and we can die any moment. And all Allah has commanded us about tawbah in various verses. All of you turn to the repentance to all Allah jami'a. All. There are no exemptions, no exclusions. Ayyuhal mu'minun, O believers. Your iman should motivate and inspire you to make tawbah. So that you are successful. So now at these last few days, let us cry. Let us beg Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Allahumma a'atiq riqabana minan nar. O Almighty Allah, give us emancipation, liberation from the fire. Our spouses, our parents, our children include all of them. Allahumma atiq riqabana minan nar Allahumma atiq riqaba abaina wa ummatina wa azwajina wa auladina minan nar O Almighty Allah, our parents, fathers, mothers, fathers mean fathers, grandfathers, mothers, mothers, grandmothers, and our spouses, husbands, wives, depending who's making, reciting the dua. Wa awladina, our children, our grandchildren. Ya Allah, you give liberation, emancipation. So Allah se mangna hai, Allah se manwana hai. Beg Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, Allah is Rahim, Allah is Kareem. Allah announced, La taqnatu wa mir rahmatillah. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Allahumma inna rahmataka awsa'u min dhunubina. O Almighty Allah, your rahma and your mercy is broader, wider than all our vices and sins put together. So first we have to make Tawbah. Have the correct Iman. We can't be having the Iman like the Shias and Qadianis and all of them. They are out of the fall of Islam. And we do the good deeds to enhance and polish our Iman. فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيَّاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ Then Almighty Allah Jalla wa ala will change their vices to good deeds. So one tafsir, their vices will be expunged and removed from the book of deeds. Second tafsir, Almighty Allah will give tawfiq to that person. That he will do hasanat, hasanat, good deeds. And he will not perpetrate sayyat. So the more good deeds he's doing, that will erase and remove the vices. Because Almighty Allah has said, Innal hasanati yudhibna sayyat. That these hasanat and good deeds, they erase and they remove the vices. Imagine the beauty of Quran. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا And all He is the one who is غفور, of forgiving, very, very merciful, and the one who is Rahim. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and was asked that which ayat in the Quran motivated you the most. He said, لَا Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Never become disillusioned. Do not despair. In the mercy of Allah, إِنَّ Allah يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ jamia. Verily, Almighty Allah forgives all the sins. Second one, Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu was asked, O Uthman, Amir al-Mu'mineen, he said, نَبِّي عِبَادِي Inform my servants, Quran says, 
that I am very forgiving, very merciful. And my punishment is very painful. So Sayyidina Usman said, Allah first spoke of Ghafoor and Rahim, of forgiving, very merciful. Then he spoke about his punishment. So this verse motivates and inspires me. Sayyidina Umar Farooq, Amirul Mu'mineen, radiallahu ta'ala, anhu was asked, O oh, Amirul Mu'mineen, which verse motivates you the most? He said, Ghafiridham wa qabilitawb, shadidili qabilitawl. Allah Jalla Wala states, Ghafiridham, he forgives the sins. Qabilitawb, he accepts the tawbah. Shadidili qab, he is severe in his punishment. Zitawl, he has all the power to unleash that punishment and chastisement. People went to Sayyidina Babakar Siddiq, radiyallahu anhu which ayat motivated you the most, Ya Babakrin, Khalifa Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, Qul, kullu ala shakilati. Everyone goes in their own right, own way, own disposition. Ya Allah, human nature is such, we are weak, we will continue sinning because we are weak. Wa khuliqal insanu da'ifa. Ya Allah, we will continue sinning, you will continue forgiving, provided we are sincere in our quest for tawbah and repentance. Can we imagine these are the khulafai arba, the great greatest people amongst the sahaba, amongst humanity, and after anbiya and messengers. This is what they said. What motivated them? Me and you read the ayat hundred times, thousand times. We'll never make a tafsir like this. Qul ala Everyone goes on their own path, own disposition. Allah will continue forgiving. Insan, human being, will continue sinning. May Allah give us tawfiq. وَمَنْ تَابَ Whoever does tawbah and repents, وَأَمِلَ صَالِحًا And he does good deeds, فَإِنَّهُ يَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابَ So then his tawbah goes to Allah, meaning is accepted by all Allah mataba. He finds such a place where the tawbah is accepted. Allah مَجَلْنَا مِنَ الْتَائِبِينَ Ya Allah, because of those who make sincere, sincere tawbah. Al-Maqbulin And we are accepted in your court. وَدَخِلْنَا مِنْ بَابِ الرَّيَّانِ Oh Allah, include us and admit us through بَابِ الرَّيَّانِ وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَلَمِ